discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life. And most importantly, in business. On Sudden Eye Impact. With your host, Lee. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than, greater than. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than. Hello and welcome. You're live with your host, Lee, on the sophomore project, The Experience. Volume 13, The Law and the Promise. The sophomore project, The Experience, deep dives into spiritual phenomena, mental phenomena, physical phenomena, material phenomena, and financial phenomena, showing us that we are the chief operative power and that we are alchemists and metaphysicians. Today, we have a special show. We have three devout Navogato students uh, that coach others on how to manifest their dreams. And then we have an additional guest, Coach John Banks. Now, today we're going to cover the law and the promise, and we're just going to take turns to freestyle it. We're going to give you theory, and we're going to give you proof of concept that we are the chief operative power, that we are alchemists, and that we are metaphysicians. No further ado, the first person that we're going to bring to the stage is Mr. Bennett Gill. How are you, Bennett? Great. Thank you for having us, uh, Mr. Dwight. Hey, Bennett, let's say uh, we, we're in the pandemic and we have people out there that's short on cash. Maybe we have someone out there that needs to demonstrate uh, $5,000. Talk to us about how that can easily be done. Sure. Most certainly. So whatever I or any of these amazing people that I'm sharing the stage with, say here today is not a foreign idea to anyone listening. So know this, that we talk about living in the end because any perceived limitations, I say perceived limitations as they are our concepts through which we experience this world and its variety having fun and adventure, which is its purpose. It is not to learn anything. God cannot learn anything. Consciousness cannot learn anything. It can only become conscious of itself at various levels and then become conscious of being something. So when it comes to money, money is just one of the tools to manage to get things as we, as we perceive the economy in a certain way that we exchange values, right? So that's what money is. We can, we have conditioned money over, over our uh, life in so many different ways. And then we think of ourselves in terms of money at various levels, like, Everybody would perceive like after uh, if I say if somebody can earn or make ten thousand dollars and then I keep increasing it and we'll reach a value that uh, where that person might find their limit, right? But we have to understand that money is just a tool. It's it's just one of the ways we express in this reality. It's just something that we have perceived value of, and we are awareness. We are awareness. State of being or state of mind. Awareness is being aware of a state. 
and every state has its own corresponding thoughts emotions feeling etc states like even our old self was also a state our current self is also experiencing state so when we start comparing ourselves we when we start judging we stop we stop and look at ourselves with a fixed perception and then we get stuck there that that's what happens a lot uh, with a lot of people with money they get stuck at a given said value i'll give you a very good example here uh, my wife she's working and she's earning uh, xyz amount and i told her why don't you look yourself uh, experience yourself see yourself having earning beyond certain limit and she was not agree with me and then i just felt that she has moved i just felt it real i just had a reaction that she has moved and she is making more than uh, what i what even i perceived and it so happened that uh, somebody visited her office and uh, it uh, it was for an interview and that particular lady was uh, much less qualified making much more money and she realized that she set a value for herself and that's where she was stuck and looking at this now she had a different kind of perception she entered a different state and the day she did she started receiving offers of the of, of a greater value almost uh, 30 40000 more than what she thought uh, where she thought she was so we are stuck in our perception be it pandemic or uh, be it any given time in the history or or future it does not matter because we are simply awareness becoming aware of 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 a certain experience that we want to experience so why even consider the available factor in money right when we do not factor in money we feel so much relief because then we can simply enter into the state of possessing whatever we or whatever experience we want to have or be state change we wear new masks all the time it's not about manifesting it's about realizing who we are and from there it's much clearer that the creation is already finished and we are just being aware of some portion of it at any given time or the other of uh, of it by feeling it real we can change these states at will and we have free will of any experience that we want to choose or any expression benet can only analyze so many ways but awareness doesn't need to know the way it just becomes aware of it and where the light of consciousness falls It, it it is made visible and we are that light of consciousness we simply become aware of something and then we get that experience in in promise itself we realize the law and the promise is at the end of it the crux is that it's both us and simply us realizing that we are living concepts and we stop relating to those concepts and we start real, relating to who we truly are and the observed observed one becomes the observer and the awareness uh, the one which is becoming aware of the one observing the absolute they all there's no separation and we realize that that there's no separation at all so if there is no separation the whole game the whole the whole scenario everything is running inside one and the same mind but being perceived and experienced in so many different ways so if anybody wants to manifest money you can most definitely do it people have done it it's the same way that you manifest anything else just live in the end if you want to give meaning to something give good meaning to things and imagine better because in through your imagination we you create our experience the reality that you want to experience imagination is the access to eternal it has no time or space definition 
time and spaces are construct to uh, understand or see the world in from a particular sense or way and time is a perception or is, is the measurement of uh, of our life of our of our time but it it in, in itself does not exist it's a concept through which we try to understand or live this life our watch is set as per as per like for for one uh, uh, the second one second on the clock moves like according to one second but our perception of time is completely different and we measure it subjectively because sometimes when uh, like if i'm sitting in an examination hall time runs in a different way if i'm having fun time runs in a, uh, in a very different way even though i look at the watch and i i realize something else but then i realize that no what your true realization subjectively is is the actual experience of time that you're having because you imagine and then it it happens and then you experience it you want to experience money you experience, you want to experience wealth do it now bring it into your experience beat any amount because you have the access to the whole whole universe in fact you have the ability and the power to establish a whole brand new universe for yourself but we are looking only ourselves through the through the concepts uh, and the limited perception because those limitations are us and we have conceived that but when we realize that we move a step back and become the observer and we know, and i know that i make bennett do things i i enter a state and bennett experiences those thoughts emotions feelings and has those desires and all those desires are conveyed by me when i say me i'm talking about the i am it's being conveyed from there so when that comes into the picture it's already fulfilled it's it's done but i have to enter that state to experience it uncontrolled imagination takes us to so many random undesired expressions and instead of becoming indifferent to it we love hate or fight it so we stay in the stay in the same state and when we fight it in doing so we become it instead we should become unaware of it become unaware of your current situation because it's not serving you right you just aware of it don't fight it don't love it don't hate it just move out of it how do you move out of it by finding a new aim for yourself if it is 5000 make it a new aim you can use any of your senses any if you uh, like you have physical senses you have you have your mental senses your in, in your imagination because imagination is spiritual sensation the touch taste everything exists there as well and beyond that exists your faith if you just feel it real even if you have not visualized you will still get the results because you are the awareness into becoming aware of something we should become aware of it and if it and it will exit from our experience never fight or argue and undesired thoughts they will stay if you say so if it is 5000 you want that's most definitely uh, you can make that much you can you can even get more than that do not define yourself in terms of value we see numbers and we look at uh, money in terms of numbers because we understand money through numbers right and one is small 1000 is big 10000 is bigger 1 million is even bigger don't don't define yourself in numbers so even a uh, centillion is easy for you to make centillion dollars doesn't even exist and it's still possible for you to make or experience in your reality but it's about the experience it's about you choosing a state and expressing that state and experiencing that state it all happens through you there's nothing outside of you and that's why like even uh, mahatma gandhi said right be the change that you want to see in the world because 
people understand that it happens from you are the one, you are the God, you are the source, you are the consciousness. It happens to you, you become aware of something and it happens. So if it is $5,000 you want to become aware of, you can simply imagine yourself uh, sipping a cup of coffee, sitting in a, in a, in a, in a barista or having a uh, sitting wine at a beach, sharing this information, sharing, sharing this great news with somebody that, hey, it was so funny when that this, this is how I made somebody and have that taste or the aroma of the wine or whatever you're drinking. When you feel it real, when you have a reaction to anything, those reactions confirm it to you that you're feeling it as a fact. And imaginal acts become fact. They define your future. Once you start realizing this and once you start looking back, you will clearly see that your whole life has been your manifestation. So it's not, it's not something that will happen. It's this continuous process. You're doing it. You're, you're aware of something right now and you're experiencing it. Wow, nicely stated, Benny. We're going to bring up Miss Anaya Amar next. Anaya, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. And then there was one story that I heard about you I would like to ask you about. Sure. Um, well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Anaya Amar, and mm-hmm. I am a manifestation coach. Um, I coach along with my friend Ben Gill is on the panel, who just spoke before me. Um, and our website is www.imagining-create.com. So, yeah, feel free to check it out. Um, what's the question, Dwight? Um, it said that you're really tenacious and it was like this certain space that you wanted to live and you didn't want to live anywhere else. You just had to have this specific place. Can you take us to that story and what happened? Yes, of course. Um, so this location that I am currently in right now where I'm working from, I actually always wanted to settle here at least for a couple of years and then maybe move uh, somewhere else. But I really wanted to live here for some time. And I was, I always wanted a job here. Um, to be honest, I didn't have a particular company in mind. I just wanted it to be a good, reputable company with a great position and good work, work culture, but based out of this location. And at the same time that I uh, had this desire, I also wanted to live in this particular apartment building. I didn't have um, any specific apartment unit in mind, but I knew that this was the building that I would move into once I got the job. So um, this intention stayed with me for a very long time. Um, this was before I uh, found Neville's teachings. I only knew about the law of attraction back then. Um, whatever I had learned from the movie The Secret and Bob Proctor uh, and all the other teachers, amazing teachers. Um, but when I found Neville, it opened my eyes to a whole new world of understanding that was missing. I think you were saying that um, you didn't have a specific apartment in mind. But you knew about mm-hmm. that building. You were talking about Bob Parker and a couple of other wonderful teachers. Yes. So back then, I only knew about um, the law of attraction. That's how I uh, got initiated into the world of manifesting, which was, I think, about in 2009 or 10. And, uh, you know, manifesting was always like a hit and miss for me up until the point that I found Neville. Um, and so um, when I was you know, when I when I found when I found Neville, I realized that you know I I I, I kind of knew how I could manifest this 
uh, this job, right? Um, and so I did what Neville did uh, when he when he wanted to go to Barbados. He even though he was in New York City, he imagined walking in Barbados. He when he was walking the streets of New York City, he wasn't in his mind. He was walking in Barbados. Uh, he was seeing Barbados. Um, and because I had lived in this particular location that I was manifesting, I already lived here for like two years almost. Um, I knew how this place looked like, how it felt like, um, you know, some of the, some, some landmarks. And so when I was in the location that I was based in, uh, because of my previous job, whenever I used to go out for a walk or to get the groceries, I would imagine walking not in, not in the streets of the place that I was in, but in the streets of the place that I would wanted to go. So I would imagine seeing the stuff that I would see if I were already there. When I walked into the grocery store and I was shopping, I would, uh, in my mind, feel like I was in the grocery store of the location that I was manifesting and not where I was. So um, I, I used to live in my imagination most of the times, and um, I, I saw I saw only what I wanted to see. Um, and uh, a bridge of incidents unfolded that actually took me. Uh, to the West Coast. I was on the East Coast. It took me to the West Coast. And then I was there for some time. And um, I was happy with my job, but I wanted more, right? And so, and I wanted to come back to this place. And uh, uh, in, I, I would say, November of 2019 was when movement started. And this was right after my work visa got approved. So it was amazing timing. Uh I just I, I was reached out by this recruiter for this uh, this company that I'm working for right now, and they had a position open in this very reputable company in the location that I wanted to go to, um, and uh, it seemed like a role that I would be interested in. Um, I, I I spoke to the hiring manager, and when the, the interview went really well, they moved me forward to the final round of the interview, and I just knew I had this job right, uh, and in my mind. I already was working for this company. Like I already started seeing myself and feeling myself as already working this company. I started to see uh, the place that I was living in at the time with, you know, feeling of nostalgia as if I'm going to be leaving this place soon uh, because I was convinced in my mind that I already had this job. Um, and then uh, while I, 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 it took some time for them to get back to me. They did stretch the process, but it gave me gave me enough time to work on my limiting beliefs because I had quite a few at the time. Um, and, uh, while they were taking their own time to extend the offer, which I knew I had, by the way, um, there were there were um, bouts of anxiety, and you know I was stressed out, thinking, oh, you know, what's going to happen? Because the contract, my contract with my uh, company at the time was also ending in about a month's time, and so I really needed this job ASAP. Um, but uh, it helped me to look within and figure out what was bothering me. And I realized that um, a couple of things like, you know, the lack of money and time, these things were really bothering me. And I just, I just, you know, changed my inner conversations about money and time. And I started telling myself, I have all the time and money in the world, you know, there's re just really nothing to worry about. Um, and I started to persist in that assumption. And I really felt the feeling that comes with knowing that you have all the money and time in the world. Uh, I, mean, I, I believe it feels very freeing. It feels like you have all the time and flexibility in the world to do anything you want. Um, you feel like a burden's been lifted off your shoulders. So I kind of felt that kind of um, that kind of lightness uh, when I started persisting this new assumption. 
And um, at the same time, I was like, you know what? I should start doing. A, I, sh- I should start apartment hunting, right? Uh, so whether I have the offer or not is irrelevant. I should start planning for the future because that's what living in the end is, right? So I just asked myself, well, that will be the next step to do if I got the job. And so I went on to the website of the uh, of the apartment building that I said I, I wanted to move into, that, that I always wanted to move into. I just went on their website and I noticed that they had an offer uh, for two months free rent. Um, and I really needed that kind of an offer because um, I had, you know, I, I wasn't able to join this company, the next company immediately because of my visa situation. And so I would have to spend a couple of days unemployed and I really needed this kind of an offer at the time because I wouldn't have enough money to pay for the rent anyway. Um, and so uh, th- that got me excited. And, and it also it was a reflection of this new assumption that I was persisting in, which was I have all the money in the world, right? Because now there's this amazing offer that just suddenly pops up in my reality. Um, and then finally, I get the offer. Uh, it was it was kind of expected, so I wasn't really surprised. And that's how it is, right? When you're living in the end, when you're persisting in your assumptions, when the thing actually comes to pass, there's uh, this, the, the element of surprise isn't as much there. Um, and so I, I did get the offer, and that was when I called up the uh, the, the leasing office for this building, and I start initiated the discussion, and I asked them about this offer. Um, and then I told them what I wanted. And so here's the uh, so here's the apartment story, really. Even before I had got the offer, I just, I don't remember where I was at the time, but I just had this vision of myself sitting in uh, the balcony of my new apartment uh, unit and uh, looking at the street in front of this building that I had, I, I had actually used that street many times during the years that I stayed there. Um, and so I just saw myself looking at that very street from this, from this balcony. And I had my coffee mug in my hand and I was sipping coffee and I used the coffee mug element to make my imaginal scene as real as possible. So I put in all of my spiritual senses to taste the coffee and I smell the coffee, uh, to, you know, uh, feel the texture of the coffee mug and the warmth of the coffee. And I did all of that and I just, um, imagined and felt that I was sitting in this balcony and, uh, overlooking the street. Um, and it was, it was, I would, I call it a vision because I didn't come up with the scene from scratch. Um, it just came to me one day and I really liked it and I persisted in it. So whenever I would have the time, if I was just, you know, sitting on the couch doing nothing, I just close my eyes and see myself sitting in that balcony again. Um, or, you know, if I was out, out on a walk, I would imagine with open eyes even uh, that I was sitting in the balcony and sipping my coffee. Um, and this was before the offer was extended to me. And um, yeah, uh, um, the offer gets extended and then I called the leasing office and I asked them about the offer, uh, the, the two months free rent deal. And then I, I tell them, hey, look, this is the kind of apartment I'm, uh, unit I'm looking for. Uh, very specifically, you know, uh, facing the street and um, blah, blah, blah. And um they gave me a list of units, and I said that, and I even asked them if this if such such a unit qualified for the deal because that deal was not applicable for all units. It was applicable for only very few selected units. Um, and so they gave me a list of uh, apartment units to look through and just decide from there which one matched my uh, requirements the closest. And I picked the one that I picked uh, was the one that perfectly matched everything. And I even asked them to send me a tour video of the apartment, uh, specifically the view from the balcony. 
And when they did that, it was exactly what I had imagined. And, you know, again, I wasn't really surprised because I was expecting it. Um, and it also happened to qualify for the two months free rent, uh, which not all apartment units qualified for. So I ended up getting the job in this very location. I ended up getting this apartment building with the exact balcony view that I wanted. And I got something extra that I didn't even ask for, which was this amazing deal, which really helped me because that was something I really needed at the time because I couldn't have afforded the two months rent anyway. Um, but it wasn't something that I even asked for, but I got it anyway because it just had to happen, right? All of these things had to happen. Um, and so all of those missing pieces also came together just perfectly without me having to micromanage every single thing. And so basically what I did was I just went to the end of what I would be doing if I had this job. I, 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 when I remember that when I saw myself in that scene, there was no indication of the fact that I had the job in that scene, right? It could have also meant that I was visiting a friend or I was there for a couple of days and then I was going back or something like that. But the thing that tied it all together for me was that when I imagined myself uh, sitting in that balcony, sipping that coffee and looking at that street in front of me, I had the silent knowing in the back of my head that I had this, I, I was here because I had this job. That the reason that I was sitting here feeling relaxed um, was because I had this full-time job in this location and no other reason. And honestly, I, I, I didn't entertain any other reason, right? I didn't think about any other reason for me to be there, uh, aside from the fact that I had this job. Um, and so that is exactly how it came to pass. Um, and uh, every day serves as a reminder of the uh, amazing power that is within all of us. And I would say that this was one of the most elaborate manifestations that I have done post finding Neville's teachings, um, which I just had a lot of moving parts to it and they all came together beautifully. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm very happy here. <laughs> so, um, uh, I guess this also answers the question about manifesting money that you, uh, asked Bennett earlier. Um, the money wasn't even part of the equation for me, honestly, initially when I started manifesting the job and the, the location. But it, because I needed money along the way, it came to me, right? Whatever missing pieces had to come together, they came together perfectly uh, because I was focused on the end. And money was a part of it. And I didn't care about it enough to, you know, manifest anything regarding that. But still, it came to me because it had to. That was the only way that this was going to happen. Um, and so... That's how I, uh, you know, that's what I tell everybody is just go to the end. Just go straight to the end of what you want and just see yourself doing the things you would be doing, seeing the things that you would be seeing. It doesn't matter what you're seeing in front of your eyes right now. Taste your preference over it. As um, one of my favorite teachers, Ventino Massaro, says, see only your preference. Paste your preference uh, on whatever you, um, whatever you're seeing in front of you. If it's not what you like, paste what you would like instead. Hear what you would like instead. If you want to hear a yes and this person is yelling no, I mean, imagine them saying yes. They can't stop you from imagining that. <laughs> so, yeah, go straight to the end. Uh, that's what I do. Thank you, Dwight. Wow, powerful, powerful. Um, the next person coming to the stage is Coach Jeremy. I haven't seen him in a minute, but last time I saw him, he was having a blast in Hawaii. Um Please come to the stage and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, share some of your uh, favorite uh, Neville material. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is Jerry Emeka. 
I am an imagination coach um, and teacher, study buddy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, my whole goal is to uh, remind you the truth of who you are and how powerful you are. And um, like we were talking about before, reminding folks that they, they are the offer in power and that when the desire comes upon them, that is the sign right there that the fulfillment is guaranteed. It's just an acceptance of that and having faith in that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I love to teach and I love to share stories of how I've manifested, uh, where the, all the different places I've come to in my life. Um, as of recent, the quote unquote biggest manifestation that I've, um, achieved is a, uh, is a move to Hawaii to live in the mountains of uh, Kau, uh, where I'm I'm growing my own food and living with my wife and my son and just living in just paradise. It's absolutely amazing. And um, this time last year, if you if you would have told me that I would be living in Hawaii, um, I would have told you that you were crazy. Uh, I would have asked you how that was going to happen, and um, that said, on uh, I was at the end of last year. I was meditating on um, the feeling of home, and uh, in meditating on that feeling of home, uh, a vision vision started to come to me, and I was able to um, see my son playing in the beach area, and I saw my knee. I could feel the tropical air. I didn't know exactly where it was, but it felt like home. And I just, uh, I let it go. I stopped meditating on that feeling. I just knew it was mine. And then about a month later, I woke up, um, in about January 8th, I woke up with the feeling of Hawaii. I literally woke up thinking that I lived in Hawaii. And, uh, I look at my phone and there were one-way tickets to Honolulu for $99. Uh, and I bought the tickets without telling my wife. <laughs> and I showed up to her a couple hours later telling her that we were moving and uh six weeks later we moved to hawaii we didn't know anybody here we didn't have we didn't have the means to buy a home we just we didn't have anything we all all we had was um was vision faith and uh and just trusting that imagination creates reality and now um now we live here in hawaii we've we're starting uh, growing our own um, vegetables. We're raising our own bees. Uh, we've found a community of people that we absolutely adore. Um, gosh, I mean, my my wife and son right now are just like pitching up a tent just to learn how to do it. And a couple weeks ago, I learned how to hunt. I've, these are all things that I've <laughs> beyond my wildest dreams. And, uh, and now all we want to do is uh, can keep going and uh, keep teaching. So that's a bit about me. Uh, whatever questions you might have, Lee, I'm, I'm open for it. Talk to the audience about the law of assumption from your perspective. Yes. Um, well, the law of assumption essentially is um, it's how this whole thing operates. All that you assume to be true about you is true. 
and the whole vast world will reflect that uh, con- concept that you have about yourself. And if there is a desire that you have, it's upon you to appropriate the feeling that would imply that you are already that person. And when you start to assume that you are that that you are that person. You will be compelled to move. The people in your life will move. Everything will shift to match that assumption. But the key to the law, and this is what we're talking about when we say that you are the operating power, the key to the law is the recognition that though it doesn't seem real in the objective reality, if you hold on to it persistently, subjectively within yourself, it has no choice but to outpicture. Now, um, the law of assumption is a little different than the law of attraction, I suppose. I, I don't know much about the law of attraction other than uh, you attract what you are, essentially, but you don't really attract anything to you because everything is actually coming through you, not to you. So if you're seeing something in the physical world, you're actually just looking at a receipt of an assumption that you have once already held. So if you see something you don't prefer, it's up to you to assume something new. Assume that this is actually the fulfillment of your desire. Um, I could clarify more, but honestly, I just recommend that people like Reed Neville, because he, he just says it perfectly. Um, any, any, anytime someone brings it up, I'm just like, I don't know. Nobody says it better than, um, than Neville. He says, to be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. But your thoughts cannot change unless you have new ideas for you to think from your ideas. By desiring to be other than what you are, you can create an ideal of the person you want to be and assume that you already are that person. If this assumption is persisted in until it becomes your dominant feeling, the attainment of your ideal is inevitable. So if you assume it to be true, it will be true. It might not feel true right now, but if you persist in that assumption, it will harden them to fact. Wow. Very powerful. Nice share. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, that's all theory. Um, sorry to interrupt, Lee. I was going to say, I just realized, like, you know, that was kind of all theory, but in, in practical terms, like, just, just to break it down for the audience, just to give you a little, just a bit of experience from it. When I was telling my story about manifesting Hawaii, I assumed that I lived at home. And by home, it's like, I knew what home felt like. I just assumed that I was already there. And though, Though everything around me wasn't showing me that case, within myself, I could feel it. It's, it's like you can feel it in your heart. You can feel it in your gut. It's a, it's a knowing. And, um, like, it's one of those things, like, no one can ever shake you from that inner knowing. That's deep. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. Thank you so much. We'll be coming back around to you. The next person that I'm going to bring to the stage is, uh, he actually coached me for a year and a half. Uh, he's highly intuitive. He works with dreams. 
Mr. John Banks, uh, please come to the stage and let the audience know a little bit about you and uh, talk to us about, I think you had a coach that actually coached you uh, that was a devout Neville student. Yes. Can you hear me, Dwight? Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, my, my name is Jaron Banks. Um, you'll hear Dwight call me Jay Banks quite a bit on some of the shows and and um, just thankful to be here, first of all, with all the great other speakers and uh, listening to them and really just getting full of what they've had to say. Just beautiful stories and also uh, great lessons on different uh, points that Neville Goddard uh, has presented to, you know, to them in their lives. And yeah, I, I call myself a life upgrade coach. Uh, you could also say it's a transformational coach, but I help people upgrade from where they are. And the tools that I use is really around conscious language, uh, what we call sacred body language. The body speaks to you, even though the, the mind may say, may be thinking something else. And um, and I also work through dreams. So actually, the visions and feelings that a person has while they're sleeping. So there's a lot of power in dreams uh, because these are sometimes directly accessing what uh, many people and even Neville would say is the subconscious, the feminine side of ourselves. So um, that's pretty much what I do. I help people really get into the trenches of themselves and find themselves and then upgrade and go from there. And, um, yeah, you know, what, what really got me into coaching was an experience with the coach. And, um, he really helped me move past some traumatic events from my childhood. And it was something that had been suppressed and within me, um, very powerful the words that Jerry talked about earlier about, you know, ideas and certain thoughts and then those feelings. Well, those things can be actually implanted into your subconscious. It's like they're running, uh, they're running like a program. And so when you get into certain situations, it's like you keep trudging it back up and you keep seeing the situation just like the past. And, um, this coach actually helped me work Worked through this situation, but I actually, it, it actually transported me back to when I was two years old. And I literally was in a, in a, in a chair in front of 30 people, shaking and crying, teeth chattering like I was a two year old. That, that's, it brought me back to those moments. And he actually walked me, walked me out of that state and actually allowed me to see myself. It was like we both were looking at me and I was able to transform myself right there in that moment. And that totally changed my life. That was kind of the beginning of me starting to see and operate differently in my life. Um, and I went on to train with him. I got certified. He's one of the first coaches that I certified with. And his much of the basis of what he taught was through a lot of Neville's work. And so even when I work with someone, I've gotten to the point now where I literally, like when I hear someone talk, I can visualize where they are with their speech or their body language. So you've heard all the other speakers talk about, you know, seeing seeing the thing from the end or being able to cre create from within. Uh, so a lot of times when people speak to you, they will actually tell you in their language or even in their body language where they actually are, even though their intention may be 
you know, to, to take a trip or to go someplace, but their language will tell you what they're actually feeling and that vision is really. And so I really just was so, I, I had a transformational experience myself. And so that led me to just want to learn more and more. And then the first thing that came to me after that was like, I just, I, you know, I was meditating and I had this message. It's like, I can heal my family. And, but the way he taught was just the way Neville teaches, right? Is, he was like, yeah, you can heal your family by healing yourself. You don't have to do anything with them. So I I started realizing that I could see myself different, which, of course, causes me to have new feelings and new actions, and people start to see me differently. But also, this was the key that he brought in to me, was I could start to see my family different. I started to... Like, we all have these situations, right, where you may have a family member where you show up and, and every, every time you show up, you're like, um, man, this person's always teasing me or they're always calling me the little kid or it's something that just pokes at you, right? It's like that one person. And obviously you can make changes within yourself, but I also started seeing other family members different. Like, I started changing the story of what I had, how I'd visioned them in the past. So I started literally just taking what they had done, and sometimes I would just go to the opposite, right? And I would just say, you know, I had a I had an uncle who was having problems with drugs, and so I just started writing out that he was, that he was clean and sober, and he was enjoying his life. And I would just repeat that to myself, and I started playing that out, and I started seeing myself shaking his hand and hugging him, and him and I, like, driving, and... I just started going all into it, and then I go see him a couple months later, and my grandmother's like, your uncle's gotten clean for the first time. And that was one of the first things, right, where I started to, I saw the changes, I saw the changes within myself before, but I started seeing the changes in other people, and I was like, wow, okay, (laughs) there's something going on here, right? And so... That's really how I got into Neville, was through another coach. He really taught me, he taught me the essence of what he was teaching in his books. So, you know, when I start to speak, I know I've I've spoken to you, Dwight, and like, when I start to talk with you, it's like, oh man, you've been studying Neville. It's like, well, I've read a couple of his books. I haven't really studied him fully. But I, I've received the essence of what he was teaching from my teacher who had studied him for over 30 years, right? And so I've really taken, like Jerry said earlier, I've really taken a lot of the concepts and put and made rubber meet the road. Like I've actually gone out in life and done this over and over again. And I'm still like, this is an art form that we keep practicing. Like there's not a point where you just stop and say, Oh, I'm a master now. Like we're all, there's levels to this. We keep going. Um, you know, I I have a group I'm I'm with now. We're actually doing meditations every week. We're like envisioning a whole new world, so we're taking it to bigger levels, right? Um, but I always say, I always like to give something so you know that people can do immediately. And one of my favorite books that Neville has, and it's it's one of the, it's it's really short, it's easy, and it gets right to it. It's called Feeling Is the Secret. That's a powerful book. And what's so powerful about it is, is many of us know how to visualize something, 
especially in the Western world, we we don't really understand how to how to get to that feeling state like that because we've been so logical. And so feeling is the secret really starts to break down and it breaks it down in a conscious way to where you can actually start to understand yourself and understand the way that these things work. Um, and you can start to put this together and then you can start to test. I remember a good friend of mine years ago, she told a group we were speaking in front of and she said, Hey, she goes, start small. She goes, just manifest an ice cream cone. She goes, that's how I started. And this was a, this was a lady who made a million dollars in seven months. And people were asking her, you know, how did she get started? She's like, I just started small. And then I just kept doing bigger things. And then she came back and shared the exact same thing that Tanaya shared earlier. She goes, in the end, it wasn't about what I was manifesting. It was about who I became and the self-mastery and control that I started to exert over myself and started to realize that I was a creator in my own world. She goes, that's the greatest gift. That's the thing, that once you realize that about yourself, now you stand in a different, secure foundation. And you're able to go and surf, you know, what people will call challenges in life. You just pull your surfboard out. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to ride this thing. So that's a little bit about myself, Dwight. That's also kind of the background of how I came into Neville Goddard. Definitely uh, love reading his work. Um, very powerful things every time I go through and read it. And uh, I would uh, I would guide anyone if they want to get started from my from my experience experience feeling is the secret is a great read to start with it's really short and it really kind of locks you in to some of the um, base foundations of what he's teaching and then you can go from there so thank you wow nicely stated we're live on the sophomore project the experience today's show is the law and the promise part two we got four of the best teachers on the globe on here and we're going back to bennett gill bennett feel free to share anything you'd like to share from neville goddard Sure. Uh, but before that, let me just give me uh, give my a uh, little intro about myself. Uh, it started from my desire from for freedom. I always looked at the world very differently, uh, and I looked at self uh, within while I lived an unloving and bullied life outside with a very low self worth and self esteem, and so were the results of my life. Uh, people which is nothing more than beautiful expressions of of the same awareness that I am simply proved what I was telling myself all along. But I kept manifesting things and uh, toys and a lot of other things. I even learned driving in my dream. I used to practice driving in my dream. I, I was uh, not doing it consciously, but it, I had a desire of learning driving. So I used to have these dreams like all the time that I'm driving and how what how how should I drive and uh, how much speed uh, should I drive? Like I, I was doing it like very specifically. Like I felt it real. And when I got behind the wheels, it was very easy for me to drive. I had a fantastic life within. I remember going to this Cartoon Network event uh, in my city when I was 11 and winning one of the three prizes. And uh, there, there are many other such manifestations. But pretty much the world outside was... Uh, one that somebody would pity or feel like having empathy with. Like, I just manifest a lot of things, but I still believed in the power outside of me. Hence, I explored religion and its known translations, and I followed it. 
and I was in and out of uh, it many times. But then I came across uh, the secret and uh, the silver method, which taught me to manifest more consciously. And uh, even though I did it for a while, I forgot after some time. Like I was not practicing it for a very long time. And then I, I, I but in the meanwhile, I was exploring other other aspects of myself. I was uh, learning more about myself in so many different ways. And in 2019, I had this experience when I was sitting in the in the uh, garden of my apartment building. I just closed my eyes and I had this beautiful water fountain as well. There it was right next to me. I closed my eyes and I felt like I'm not, not my body anymore. And I felt uh, complete freedom. I felt what I could, I could only describe it as uh, I felt the whole imagination of the whole eternity and whole everything. And I felt literally felt everything and saw everything, which generally would be beyond any known ends that we know of. And I felt, self and I felt the absolute and I felt like I have an option to continue or to do whatever I want to do like I felt complete freedom to even leave my body to be my body to be to experience whatever I want to experience in that moment and as I opened my eyes uh, I uttered to myself that I'm in love with eternity I felt complete freedom that day and in that freedom I realized that it's not somebody or you go going somewhere or being something that gets you get, get or like Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Like literally anybody can do it. And I love telling people that. That you are God. Like it, God is not even within you. There is no separation. There is no level here. Like the consciousness, the God, it's you. It's completely, absolutely you. And I I, I have experienced it at a level that uh, I try to talk from. And it's it's very beautiful experience. Like everybody should experience themselves. Like there's nothing between you and any of your desires except for certain concepts that you have been living, but you can just move them out of the way by living in the end, right? Instead of relating with the same concepts again and again, like we don't, we don't fight with the thought. We let it go. We don't fight with the doubts. We let them go. And we, we realize who we are. And in doing so, we realize that we don't manifest things. Or we, so we don't have to hold on to any of these things. These, these things are experiences. And they, you, you don't want them to last because you have more desires and you want to experience all, everything. And when you have experienced everything, you would realize that it's all your own creation. Your whole life is your own creation. When I say creation, I mean manifestation in the sense that creation is already finished. Like science says, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Your life is complete. You are complete and whole at any given time. And you are just aware of something and you're experiencing that. And everything is in the present. Everything is in the being. Nothing is in the becoming. So don't think in terms of something will happen and then that will happen. No. Experience it. Experience it now, right now. Like Shakespeare said, to be or not to be. I, I use it here. I would say that he meant that that's the only question. You don't have to judge your desires. You don't have to uh, think that how it will happen. Because awareness, just experiences it. It doesn't have to work out the process. We might try to analyze it, but we don't have to do that. We just move to the end. We just move there beyond our present limitations. We, we perceive that whatever we perceive to be has to be. We are awareness, right? We're becoming aware of it. And I, I love sharing this information. I love talking about this. And uh, Neville has really, really, really helped me put words to my experience. And... Uh, 
you read read his books it it will be uh, you know you won't need any other book ever if you read it like you won't even need a motivation uh, you'll be self inspired and all your actions would be directed towards your desires and nowhere else because uh, if we live in, in in fear right what is fear fear is a reaction it's an emotion emotional reaction how does that occur how does it happen when you think something that you don't want right when you when you feel it right so why why give life to something that you don't want if you keep keep having this fear or this this idea that you do not want you can become depressed as well but you're you're one step away from coming out of it then in the end just move to the end the desired end you can feel it real right now the desired end nothing none of these things have any power over anybody they, they are our thing we have created them right so they don't have any power over us we can access our imagination and jump anywhere be anywhere be anyone at any given moment or any given time we are that powerful we are the love we are the love we are not an emotion not the emotional love we are the love right we are complete we are whole at any given time at any given moment and so don't don't let your imagination imagination be out of control don't have reaction to any news that you receive choose your reaction choose the story that you want to play in your life just choose it it's for you for you, available for you to choose this this book is for you to you to write you're holding the pen right now there's nobody else making you write anything become aware of something better imagine loving before yourself imagine loving before others always imagine better so if you're doing something right now and you're imagining something your next state or your next desire will definitely be something better just imagine it live it live it and then live into the next desire and then live in the next desire when you do that you won't have time for anything else but that and you will keep experiencing it in the now both in uh, both subjectively and in the physical world and with the life of your dreams if everybody does that then you can imagine how this world would be because there are, there is enough for everybody and if if there is not is creating your reality our reaction they are they are real they are real they are creating the reality right now they are telling you what you feeling real if you react to something you're feeling it real why feel something real why why react to the news take it as a joke it's not your experience it's someone else's experience so it's being shared with you would you like to continue in the experience or would you like to create a better experience for yourself and the one in the news right imagine better for yourself imagine lovingly for yourself imagine lovingly for everyone it becomes a lifestyle it becomes a habit and you won't hear anything that you don't want to hear you will only hear the things that you want to hear and the, those will be the only things that you will get to experience and you can help bring it into the experience of everyone so as you make this change within yourself you bring about this change everywhere and you won't have anything left to complain about because you will realize the whole power lies within you the whole time just dormant for you to access at any given point in time and it's available right now for you to access you don't need motivation i'm just a reminder i'm just reminding you that you're all the greatness that i can uh, put into words and uh, not put into words I, w- i won't be able to put your greatness into words i can only express and remind it to you all of you anybody listening everybody is just an amazing expression just keep expressing yourself don't stop just explore your freedom be an explorer explore your freedom explore your joy explore the things that you love Those are the things that make you happy, right? Explore them. You will realize who you are. 
and when you when you when you manifest anything one of the most important thing is always to notice when you notice that you did it you moved it you i'll tell you a story so i have a coworker his name is uh, okay i won't tell his name he has uh, a relative um who was not feeling well who was sick because of covid and they didn't tell their family and she and uh, this particular lady she was in icu and uh, some of her organs were not working and she was in ventilator and uh, i saw this gentleman in distress and i asked him like uh, is everything good and he he was telling while well, he was telling me the story the whole story what occurred what happened and he was uh, he was upset as i could tell but that's not what i am living and if if i live that way i would react to it and i would feel it real i don't want to do that right i want to move i want to move him out of the state and i also want to move the other person out of the state of of sickness you would say right so i just as he was speaking i didn't hear what he was saying i was playing the story in my mind in my, in my imagination with open eyes listening to him as i wanted to play as i wanted it to be and just i think two days later i heard that she's fine and i think uh, yeah now she's out of uh, she's not on the ventilator her organs are also functioning uh, fine so when you think lovingly for others you're doing it for yourself because at any given moment you are aware about something and you're seeing that so when you think lovingly about others you're thinking lovingly about yourself and it becomes a lifestyle right it becomes a complete lifestyle your whole you realize your whole life is your manifestation so there's nothing to complain about and just you you're asking yourself and you're giving yourself that's as simple as that so you don't attract you you just manifest from what already is what are it is all your desires are already true or, or are real they came as a package but you have to enter that state to to unbox it you're amazing all of you are amazing and i just want to share this with everyone at any given point of in time you 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 can realize that everything is your manifestation and as you are playing it in your mind it's happening in your life when i say mind you can call it heart you can call it subconscious mind you can call it anything everything is our manifestation it has different levels you can call it anything at any given level it's all the same thing it's it's uh, at the end of the day you are just the absolute awareness becoming aware of something and you all are the love thank you thank you dwight Thank you, Ben. We're going back to Tanaya. Tanaya, I'd like to ask you, you mentioned something when you were speaking earlier. I would like for you to uh, speak to the audience in reference to this because with the pandemic, um, there's just a lot of things that have happened and most of the people are geared toward the negative. So you mentioned uh, working through limiting beliefs. Would you explain that to the audience? Sure. So um, when I was manifesting this job um, and I was going through the interview process, um, I had had very bad experiences with job uh, with the job search process before, and um, I had believed uh, in the facts of the world. Up until that point, I believed that oh, you know, uh, finding a job is difficult, and that there's rejection, and that probably there's better candidates than me. Um, and so those kind of beliefs were always in there uh, in, in my subconscious mind. Um, that was what my subconscious mind believed in at the point, and um, that is exactly what I was experiencing in my reality. Except back then, I didn't know that I was manifesting all of it, and so. Um, when I started interviewing for this process, because like I said, it 
took some time from like the, my first interview to getting the offer. Um, in the meantime, lots of fear came up, um, you know, about, um, will I really get this job? Cause I had, I had faced so many rejections in the past for even, even after I felt like I had done a great job at the, at the interviews, I would, I'd still been rejected. And so, you know, um, that kind of fear was popping up. Um, you know, what if, uh, what if they find someone better? Uh, or, you know, even if I was able to convince myself that, Hey, you know what? I have the job. The fear of the fact that, you know, whether I will be able to sustain in this role, will I be able to take on all the responsibilities? Do I really have it in me to do all the things that they asked me to do? Um, because I had seen some amazing and much smarter people than myself during my career up until that point. So I, I had this belief that there were better people there, uh, out there who could do a much better job than me. And, you know, what if I do get the job, but I'm not cut out for it. I can't, I can't pull it off, you know, because things like that had happened to me in the past. And, um, I'd sort of made it my, um, uh, my, my, my world. And so it was a great time for me to work through all of that because knowing what I did about Neville's teaching, I took it as an opportunity to really flip all of these beliefs around because this was the first time I was going through such an, such a job process. Uh, after finding Neville. And so it was a, a golden opportunity for me to really, um, you know, go all in with Neville's teachings and really put it to the test, like he says, you know. He's, he's repeatedly throughout his lectures and books, he's asked the audience to test it, to test the law, and to go all in, right, with brazen impudence. And I love those two words. <laughs> um, and so that's what I did. I just dived all in with brazen impudence, and I said, you know what? I'm really going to manifest this. I am not going to lift any fingers in the sense I'm not going to try and force anything to happen here. It's done. It just is done. And I'm going to, and I'm going to do it based off of what I know about Neville. And I took it as a challenge to prove to myself that yes, this really does work. And it was a very uncertain situation for me from like a human perspective, from like the physical 3D perspective. It was, um, it, it really, it was a very important phase in my career where if I did not get the job, job, it may not have had enough time to find another one. And oh, in, in my situation, that meant going back to my home country. Um, and so if I, if I, if something like this had happened to me before finding Neville, I would have been stressed out like crazy and, you know, it just riddled with anxiety. But um, I knew what I was doing. And I believe in the fact that imagination creates. And um, even the fact that this uh, this company was reaching out to me for this position, which was in exactly the location that I wanted, that in itself was uh, an indication that this was all manifesting. It was finally manifesting. This was all the bridge. Um, and so I looked at it for what it was in my mind. It was a bridge, and it was taking me to my uh, final end result, which I had intended for. Um, and so... As scared as I was, at some level I was very scared, but I decided to not take my attention there and take my attention away from all the reasons that I should should have been scared of to what if this actually works out? What if I am actually working there? What next? You know? And uh, um, it wasn't easy. Like I mentioned, I had to work through some limiting beliefs like, um, oh, there's a very fixed way of uh, hiring a 
particular person for a role and the people are very critical. They reject you for the smallest reason. What if they don't like me? What if they don't like what I, you know, what if they find someone better? All of those beliefs, all of those thoughts were definitely there. But knowing what I did about Neville, I just told myself, look, if I claim that everyone is pushed out and I really teach that to people, and I have seen evidence of that in the past too, I just started telling myself, you know what? They are, th- this company and everybody working in here and everybody on the hiring panel is also me pushed out, right? And they are only going to reflect what is going on inside of me. And so if I continue to have um, uh, less confidence in myself, or if I continue to doubt my abilities, then that is exactly what they're going to reflect back. They're going to reject me. So in order for, the, for history to not re- repeat itself, I have to change that self-concept. I have no one to change but self. Like Neville says, no one to change but self. I have to only and only work on myself. I realized that the reason that I was probably being, I probably faced so much rejection in the past was because I did not have enough faith in me. I did not believe that I was good enough for the, for a particular role. I always kept feeling, oh, the feeling like, oh, probably there's someone better. Or I doubted the interviewing process. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I created all these different barriers in my mind, you know, for myself, um, which kept playing out. Um, and so I changed my self-concept to from being someone who was not sure about themselves to someone who was absolutely sure of, of themselves. I started seeing myself as a genius who knew all the answers. And I started seeing myself, you know, just coming up with answers and getting good feedback from my uh, from my team about pulling off all projects successfully things like that, and I really started feeling into that version of Sanaya and how she would feel if she was this amazing rock star employee who was so successful and whatever she touched turned to gold <laughs> at her workplace, right? I started feeling into that genius version of Sanaya who just 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 intuitively knew all the answers, right? Because I know that my subconscious has all the answers. And so I started feeling into that version. And I started seeing the people on the hiring panel as myself pushed out, as my 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 doubts and my uh, insecurities, as well as my beliefs and certainties pushed out. It was only a matter of deciding what I choose, right? So I chose to be uncertain about myself. I chose to believe in myself. And that is what was reflected to me in the hiring panel in, the, in that when I did present to them, they were very impressed with my work. And... Um, yeah, I had to also change my um, my outlook on uh, these different beliefs that I had about the job search process, that it's difficult and people don't get back to you, um, you know, stuff like that. I just changed it to, you know, I I don't think I really changed anything here. All I did was I, it, I just lived in the end of knowing that I already had this job and that I don't need to look for logic at all. I, 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 this is one of the things that have, that has really helped me is I've stopped looking for logic these days. Because if you, if you think about it, when you do end up manifesting big things or small things, sometimes things just don't make sense. Sometimes you're like, you know what? It just doesn't make sense how this happened, but it happened anyway. So I've stopped looking for logic. <laughs> so I don't try to put two and two together and be like, oh, when this happens and that will happen and then I'll get the job. No, I just know I'll get the job. I don't know how. I don't care. Um, that's it, right? And I have, I enjoyed, I began enjoying myself after that as if I already had the job. I asked myself, what would I be feeling if I had the job? And I realized I'd be at peace. 
and I'd, and I'd be enjoying things. I'd be uh, enjoying with my friends. And so when I had the opportunity to, to take trips with my friends uh, during the time that my I was still interviewing with them and I was still waiting for my offer, um, my friends asked me if I would join them for uh, for a couple of short trips. And I did that. I went on those trips and I enjoyed myself fully because I, in my mind, I already knew I had the job and that everything was taken care of. And I just did not entertain the possibility of, oh, what if I don't get the job? I just didn't. I did not think about it because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to enjoy these trips that I went on. I went on two trips during that time and both of them I was enjoying myself as if I was already employed, happily employed in this company. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically how I worked through my beliefs. It took a lot of, uh, inner, you know, self counseling. I used to be talking to myself all the time like I was my own counselor. I was asking myself questions like, okay, what, what is bothering you? And then I would answer myself honestly. And then I'd be like, you know, and then I'd try to explain, <laughs> uh, I try to give myself an answer based off of Neville's teachings and be like, okay, we do know that, that Neville says this, right? We do know that Neville says that. And we've seen, we've seen evidence of it. We've experimented in the past and we have proof that this works. So if this works, this is how it is. Then, you know, go all in, be brazenly impudent. And that's what I did. And, um, I, I did get proof of it. Later, when I did start working, um, this was in my, during my initial few, first few weeks, I, um, I was setting up these, uh, one-on-one coffee chats with everybody, um, just to get to know the team a little better. And I also set up a coffee chat with the recruiter that had reached out to me with the job position. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I, I told her that, you know, I'm in a very, uh, weird visa situation and, you know, my, you know, my contract with this company is ending and I would, I'd really appreciate it if you could extend the offer as, as early, as soon as possible because she did kept reassuring me that the team really liked me. It's just that they were, I don't know, maybe they were going over some other stuff in the back end, which is why they were taking so much time. Um, so she knew about my situation and I was requesting her to expedite the process as much as possible. And, uh, later on when we did connect, um, you know, we spoke over it and, you know, she, she, she acknowledged the fact that, you know, she understood my situation and she tried, she tried her best. And one thing she said really struck me, which was, um, she said to me that, uh, every night, every night before going to bed and every morning after I got up, you were on my mind. Um, and I was like, I need to get this girl her offer. Like, I need to talk to the team and I need to expedite the process so they will extend the offer to her sooner because she's in this kind of situation and she needs to get out of it as soon as possible. And that was my, that was like, that was a manifestation. That was, that was, uh, that was everyone as you pushed out in action, right? As Neville says, everyone as you pushed out. That was my everyone as you pushed out moment where I saw this lady admitting to the fact that I was on her mind all the time where she was like, I need to do this for her. She was driven to expedite the process for me. And I honestly, I didn't really speak to her about it as much. I mean, we may have had just one or two uh, interactions about this topic Um, because I was, like I said, I went all in and I wanted to not lift a finger. (laughs) So I didn't do much, honestly, uh, apart from like exchanging two or three emails with this recruiter. Um, and yeah, uh, despite all that, I was on her mind. She was working for me. She didn't even realize it. She thought it was, she thought it was her own idea to want to get me this job. But I know at my level what I was doing, that I was moving people to give me what I wanted, right? And that's how it works. 
when you set the intention and you are clear about your vision and you live in the end of that, you already see yourself as that person and you start to live life like that person, sort of feel like that person right here and now, people and events and circumstances, objects, whatever needs to move for you to get to that, to that goal, it will move. And the best part is everyone's going to think it was their own thoughts. Nobody's going to ever claim that, you know what, I was forced to do this. Because there is no forcing. It's, that it's just how it works. We're all working in synchronicity. And um, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful dream that we're all dreaming together. We agreed to dream this beautiful dream together. And we're dreaming it in harmony. It's just that we, we you know, we've forgotten all of this. And it's, it's a great time to remember who we are and really put this to the but this put this to the test and Neville has really helped us uh, with that. And um, that's what I, myself and Bennett and Jerry, uh, you know, we're wanting to do. We're wanting to spread this message to as many people as possible to just, you know, make them aware of the power that is within them and not in any, anything external. Um, so thank you so much, Dwight. Very powerful share. I'd like to always say that we really have only one problem and everything else is a symptom. We don't know who we are. Uh, with that being said, we're coming back to Coach Jerry. Uh, Coach, uh, no better person to uh, minister to the audience holistically than you because basically what I heard earlier is you became incredibly resourceful without resources. Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't even look at it. I, I, I didn't even look at it as I was being resourceful. I just, um, I just took the next step. Whatever, whatever I was called to do, I did. And if I wasn't called to do it, I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's very interesting. Uh, Tanaya was bringing up the fact that, uh, she did nothing to make it come to pass. Um, Lee, in, in all actuality, I, I, I truly believe it was a lesson, um, that I needed to go through to really learn what it means to do nothing. Um, because after buying those tickets, the six weeks between, uh, buying the tickets and the actual flight to, um, Hawaii, uh, was fascinating to say the least. Um, I was doing a lot of work in my business, but when it came to actually getting things sold, breaking down the house, communicating with people and all this type of stuff. I barely, I barely moved a finger. If, if I was moving a finger, it was more along the lines of trying to convince my wife that I wasn't crazy. <laughs> so, uh, um, really we, we, we moved across the bridges incident that I would love to explain, but honestly it takes a long, it would take a long time if I, if I actually described every little thing that happened along the way. But, I can give some highlights for sure. To yeah, give us a condensed version of it. Yeah, to, to specifically address what you're talking about, resourcefulness. Really, it, 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 in hindsight, I look at it and I'm like, man, that was like super easy, barely an inconvenience. But while it was happening, there was a lot of ups and downs um, that that occurred that uh, would have discouraged a lot of people for sure. Um, for example, we, we couldn't find anybody to watch our cat cats. We had two cats that we couldn't, um, 
we couldn't bring on the plane due to restrictions um, um, on Hawaii. Like it, it just required a lot of time. Um, and I was in along the way. Uh, we were able to manifest uh, a, a friend to watch our debris. I mean, we asked everybody and everybody. And when I say we asked, my my wife asked um, anybody and everybody, but nobody was was doing it, and she kept complaining to me. And I would I would imagine that our our cats are nice and safe. Well, when I imagine that, I think like two days later, two days later, um, uh, I'm on Facebook and um, I see this young lady that my wife and I are friends with, and uh, she's saying that she lost her she lost her kittens um, to um, um, they died, and she was super sad and just wish she had some cats just to to have uh with her um just to cuddle with and all this stuff and i'm li- literally looking at the post just like wow look at that it looks like we found a cat sitter and she she agreed to it she said she would watch the cats for as long as we needed for free and um so we helped her out with that another incident along the way was when um how we even decided on moving to the big island of all the islands, why we chose this island beyond me. It was more along the lines of we wanted something that was a little bit more rural. So we looked in the more rural place, which is the big island. And um, so we ended up finding ourselves on the big island. And in that weeks, we discovered that we had like points to stay at a, at a window. So we basically got two, Two free weeks to stay at a um, at a resort. <laughs> we didn't know we had these points, but they were there waiting for us. Um, after those two weeks, we stayed in an Airbnb. Uh, in the first three weeks we were here in Hawaii, we met um, these farmers uh, that ended up putting us in touch with basically this mayor of this uh, county that we now live in. And we got on the phone call with her. It was all of like ten minutes, and she was. So account, uh, uh, so um, gregarious and giving to us. I mean, it was perfect. She was like, I, I, I normally do six months lease, but, you know, I'll let y'all stay here for a week. And if y'all like it, then maybe we can talk about doing it for three months. Well, we moved in. It was my birthday that we moved into one of her houses. And then she says, she's like, oh, no, this house is not good enough for y'all. So she puts us in one of her lux- luxurious houses. And I was just like, this is amazing. Um, and then we, we thought we were going to stay there for a while. And, um, and in there, some time at the beach, was hanging out at the beach. And, um, that's when, uh, vision to match, uh, what I experienced when I was meditating on home and I had the vision of my son playing and I could see my knees and feel the tropical air. I got to experience that in, in the flesh. And that's when I had the awe. Moment that I, made, that I made the trip, I made the round, like from the vision to the physical manifestation. Um, and then, uh, what else? I had this one incident again, addressing your whole uh, question on resourcefulness. But, um, there was one point when I was hanging out on the beach, um, and I just had a thought. I was like, man, wouldn't it be lovely? Um, wouldn't it be lovely if uh wouldn't it be lovely if I could have some beach chairs? 
Well, two days later, my my wife um my wife lets me know. Uh, my wife, my wife lets me know that, uh, uh, her new friend, uh, just, um, is, le- is leaving the island and had leftover beach chairs, uh, left behind at her house and that she should go pick them up. Well, my wife goes, uh, to go pick them up. And when she comes back, she says to me, Jerry, I found the house that we're going to live, um, for, for, for years. I was like, what? She's like, no, I found the perfect house. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll get out the next day. And, uh, we, we go up, check out the house. As soon as I pull in, it was, I'm absolutely perfect. I, I immediately did with our, our, with our now one of my good, good friends. Um, it, it, you guys, all I'm saying, I, I could tell y'all over and over again, any little incident along the way, but the fact of the matter is when you, Oh, you know, and if you're trusting your imagination, trust to wish moving, moving under the compulsion as opposed to the fight to force things to happen, to make things work, to be quote unquote resourceful or this, any other, you're only getting in your own way. But if you allow, if you allow God to work through you, through the medium of your imagination, you will do things beyond your own knowing. You have to understand, folks, that all of this is happening. Even you who's listening to this call right now, you called this upon yourself. And you will awaken to who you are as you walk down this bridge of incident to the fulfillment of the knowing of who you truly are. And then when you know who you truly are, you watch it in awe and reverence to the fact that this is all coming through you as a gift from grace, as, as a gift from God. God's gift to man is the imagination. And if you'd only realize that the desire that's come upon you, that desire for home, that desire for money, or that desire for that loving relationship, is actually you in search for your own true self. To recognize that you are always manifesting. And if you really practice what this dude, Neville Goddard, is trying to tell, tell folks was that the I am that I am isn't just some bumper sticker, but rather it is the truth. It is the one and only cause. Don't fall victim to second causes. The faith that moves mountains is the faith that that lies within you and all you need is grasp it and trust that man this is mine I claim it wow that's powerful we're going back to Coach Banks how you doing I'm doing good just sitting here Sipping in the love, sipping it in. You got incredible stories. You mind sharing any of them? Yeah, um, the story that can't, you know, that comes up. I have so many, but the one that came up that really fits into uh, what we're talking about tonight was uh, a situation in my life where. 
it was probably two or three years before this trip happened, but I was talking to my father and he just, you know, we were talking about trips and I've, I've taken quite a few around the world. I think I've been to over 30 countries now. Um, and so I traveled quite a bit for personally and for work. And, um, I was talking to my father and he said, um, he said, Hey man, you ever get a chance to fly overseas? Um, you know, fly on Singapore airlines. He goes, Oh, it's so nice. And so I was, I was already kind of in that mindset because I had taken quite a few international trips, but I had flown airlines that were based in the United States. Um, and if anybody's traveled a lot, you know, you'll know that really most of the top airlines around the world are not based in the U.S. Uh, you know, Emirates, Singapore Airlines, there's quite a few others. Their level of service and quality is just at another level. And uh, I just told myself right then, I said, you know what? I'm going to fly business or first class. Like, I'm not going to, like, it's not going to be an upgrade or I have to wait and see if I can get in. I'm going to get a ticket and I'm going to go on a trip for myself and I'm going to plan this whole trip and I'm going to travel throughout, um, throughout a few of the countries in Asia and South Asia that I haven't been to before. So a couple years later, um, just to give you an understanding of how some of these things span out. It's not always instantly. It's just like you kind of think of something and then you let it go. It wasn't like I was forcing it or thinking about it every day or had some vision board. I just said that to myself and then I went on. And then a good friend of mine who lives here, um, I live in Austin, Texas currently, and uh, she's a yoga teacher and does these retreats. She called me and she goes, hey, I got this trip to, I got this yoga retreat in Bali next year. Uh, I think you should go. She goes, and I'll make it worth your while. We're friends, you know. So she's always marketing and trying to get me to take these trips, but she's like, I'll make it worth your while. She goes, if you sign up early, she goes, I'll take 50% off of it, and I'll let you have a payment plan. And I was like, I was like, deal. <laughs> right? And I was like, yeah, I want to go to Bali. So I did that. So I had a whole year to plan my travel. And so I just um, just kind of started thinking about it checking on a few flights and whatever else. And then I got this email two months later, and it was Singapore Airlines flash sale for a business class flight from uh, Los Angeles to Seoul, Korea, round trip. So I went and put in the information looked at it, played around with the dates. And, you know, like sometimes these sales, the dates have to be a certain range. And so the only date that I, that I, that I could get to work where I could actually get the flight was where I actually had to be gone for a full month. So I had to leave like August 2nd, and I couldn't fly back to the U.S. until like August 29th. And so in my mind, I was like, and I was working a job at that time, and I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to take off a full month. And then I just said, you know what? I'm doing it. And if I don't figure anything out by then, then I'm just going to resign from the job because I'm not going to pass up on that trip. That's a trip of a lifetime. So <laughs> I I put that, I put it in. It's a, the, I didn't know how much the flight was regular price, but I just, I put the 
information in. The thing pulls up, gives me the, you know, the checkout, and it's like $1,200 for a round-trip business class flight. So I was like, wow, that's a great price. So I didn't really know how great it was until later I went and looked it up and come to find out that flight was normally like $8,000. So that was the first thing. So then I'm getting closer and closer to the date. I didn't book any hotels. I was like, I'll figure that out on the way. I already had the retreat figured out. That was like kind of like my home base for the trip. But everything else, was I was just going to freestyle it. And so I said, I'll get the other flights later. I'll get the flight from Seoul, Korea to Bali and Bali. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't know where I was going to go yet. I said, I'm just going to figure it out on the way. And so my main concern was, man, what am I going to do about work? You know, I could take off two weeks, but a whole month, and I was on the sales team, and people relied on me. And so when you're in sales, like, that's a whole nother level, right? Because people are like, hey, if he's gone that long, we're not able to book, you know, book deals and get clients. So I'm talking to my manager, and we're just being honest, and I'm telling him, I say, hey, man, I got this trip. I'm going to be gone for a month. I said, I think, you know, I'm just letting you know. I said, I think I'm going to resign. So I think I'm just going to take off and go ahead and go travel and then just go do something else. You know, go find another position later when I get back. I'm not even going to think about it. And he looks at me and he goes, he goes, what? He goes, no, man. He goes, you should. He goes, no, take the trip and come back. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, man. He goes, look, if you leave, it's going to take them six months to find somebody to even fill your position. And to train somebody to, to to the level that you're at, that's going to take another year. He goes, I'm going to vouch for you. He goes, do you, he goes, you plan your trip. You get ready to go. We're going to go tell him you're taking off a month. We'll figure it out. I said, okay. So we get ready. They tell everybody about it. Of course, yeah, there's some people who are upset. They challenge it or whatever, but my managers stick up for me. I just keep, I just keep going forward. And it wasn't like I had it all figured out. I was focusing on the end the whole time. It, I wasn't doing all that. I was literally like, I would get to points where I would start to like worry a little bit. And I would just like, kind of like Tanaya said, I would, I would do the work right then. I say, Hey, hey, man, you've gotten this far. Why are you doing this? Don't, don't self sabotage yourself. Just keep going forward with the next thing. What's the next thing to do? And I'd say, Hey, you need to figure out. How are you going to get out to L.A.? I said, okay, go ahead and book that flight. So I just started, like, locking myself in. I got the other flight, and then I started looking at places I wanted to go. Where are you going to go in between here and there? So then I said, well, I'm going to go to Seoul, and I'm going to go to Hong Kong. And then I got the bright idea that I was going to stay in all five-star hotels. <laughs> so I just started booking hotels, and I booked one hotel, and the lady called me on the phone and said, sir, the, the room that you booked is is not available, so we're going to upgrade you to a master suite. It's going to be a three-bedroom. Is that okay with you for the same price? And I was like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so that was in Hong Kong. Then I got the trip to Bali. I got another hotel before I went to the retreat, and they upgraded me again before I got there. They called me and said, Mr. Banks. We had a problem with the booking. We have to upgrade you. And I was like, you know, I, I got to the point where I started playing the game with them. I was like, oh, 
I guess that'd be okay. <laughs> and so I got upgraded there. <laughs> so long story short, I ended up going from Austin to L.A., spending the night in L.A., hanging out with some friends, going from L.A. to Seoul, Korea, flying business class on Singapore Airlines. Uh, I mean, I had so much fun on the flight. It, I mean, the experience in there, like, it was just a whole nother level. I'd never experienced that before. Got to Seoul, Korea, spent one night there, went to Hong Kong, stayed in the Hong Kong Conrad there in a three-bedroom suite, had a huge meal. I mean, level of service there was amazing. Left there, flew to Bali, stayed two nights in a world-class resort on the beach on the Indian Ocean, which I'd never been to. Then I left there and went to a retreat where I had two friends from Austin, Texas, who were there with me, and three other people from the U.S. that I met. I ended up hiking a volcano with a young lady that I met from uh, the U.K. who asked me to go. I had no idea that I wanted to do it. We had to get up at 3 in the morning. She paid for the hike for me. We ended up going. It's so crowded. Our The person who's guiding us up takes us another route that no one else has ever gone on that, that that doesn't go on and because we both were in shape she said i'm gonna take y'all on a route that only locals go so we went on a way that no other tourists were at we got to take pictures on the volcano and do all these things and come back then i left there because i met people at the retreat they told me about thailand so i bought tickets while i was in bali went to thailand spent two days in bangkok left bangkok Went to Koh Samoy, stayed a whole week in Koh Samoy on the islands, got upgraded again <laughs> when I was there to a better room, uh, left there, went back to Hong Kong, went back to Seoul, Korea, and then came back to the United States in L.A. I'm walking in the airport in L.A. My manager calls me on the phone and says, hey, man, I know you're just getting back. I know you're probably super tired. It's gonna it's gonna take a while for you to get used to the time zone. He goes. He goes. Guess what happened when you left? He goes. As soon as you left, they acquired a new a new product. They told the whole team to go on hold for a full month, so nobody needed you. There was no work to be done. He goes. We just acquired a new company. Both of the sales engineers left. All the managers want to know when you're going to be back. They want to bring you in. They want to give you a raise. They want to upgrade you for this project. Everybody's ready for you, and they want to give you a week to rest and come back strong and start training. So, and during that whole time, this is the magic piece, I was still getting paid. <laughs> so, it, it doesn't always, sometimes it's just, like it's just so light. Like I just said something to my father years before, and then each step of the way, it's almost like an invisible step lights up, and you just take the next step. And there were times where, I, yeah, sometimes I would challenge myself, or I would kind of doubt that it was going to work out, but I just kept moving forward, right? I just kept going to the next logical step, and sometimes I'd do a little self-coaching, or say, hey, man, it's already working for you. Why are you trying to back out now, right? And I would just keep going, and that's one of the best trips I've ever had in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm still looking at pictures now and just amazed at myself. I'm like, wow, look at what you did. So that's a story you know, that Jaren, I have to share. Jaren, yes, I have a question. I I don't know if questions are allowed, but um, yeah, you, you well, brought sure. up something that I think about quite often, which is the the whole idea of the step showing up right in front of you. Um, it makes me think of old video games like Z Legend of Zelda, where you're kind of walking up on this map and you can't see the ground at all. You can only see the ground that you're st standing on, and so you have to take the next step and the next step. And if you're doing it in phase, man, all these upgrades, all the, I mean, that trip just sounds absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it gave me like <laughs> smiles, you know, from year to year. Yeah, that's it, man. Like, I, I really appreciate you saying that because that is, I think, for a lot of people listening, a lot of times in life, that that fear and faith, they're like the they're like the opposite sides of the coin. They're both, you know, they're both kind of about the same energy. One, you know, fear a lot of times is the fear of something unknown so you don't move. And faith right. is the knowing is the faith in something unknown. Like you don't know what it's gonna be, but you move anyway. And so you when you take that step, you look out, you don't see anything there. But it's like it's like you it's like the thing shows up because you took the step and it's um it's it's part of the creation process it kind of gets into the process so that we are creating our own our own you know experiences our own life and so uh, i really appreciate you bringing that up and yeah i played legend of zelda so i remember that i remember that level man that was <laughs> that was that was a that was a fun game <laughs> yeah good analogy to life and manifesting for sure you know, again, I, I apologies for for chiming in if, if this isn't um, customary, but I'm just so fascinated by uh, Jaron's story because it's like um, there's this there is like almost this game, there's this play that he was having as he was going along the journey, even on the like the speed bumps or the hiccups or maybe the quote unquote self sabotage that may or may not have occurred. It really brings to light the whole idea of as soon as the desire comes about you and you give it feeling, the fulfillment of it is guaranteed. You just have to assume that every step you're taking is part of the fulfillment. It may not seem like it is. Like you, you were talking to your father years prior, right? Am I hearing that correctly? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, and everything that happened in between you having that idea with your dad to the point of getting that month off, that that free month off, right, um, or paid for month off, is all in the fulfillment from that one seed. And it, it seems so, it, it, to to the rational, logical mind, it it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. But on a higher level, and and in just looking back, you can totally see how it all played out. But in the moment, you just don't know. You just all you have is faith. All you have is faith, and that's what the whole game is about. At least to me, it is. So, thank you for sharing, Jaron. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I appreciate you uh, chiming in on that. That was, I like your points as well. Thank you. Very powerful share. Very powerful share. Uh, we're going to go back to Bennett. Bennett, tell us about your favorite Neville Goddard book 
and uh, give the audience uh, one of the workable lessons that you experienced? Uh, first of all, I want to address what uh, Jaren just said. Like, that was amazing share, Jaren. Like, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Mr. Dwight, uh, I think all his books are actually amazing. There are 10 books based on his lectures. And, uh, he, you can read through his different works. As you, as you read, like, you'll find his own, um, awareness spiraling up in understanding. And none of the points that he says in the later works negates the previous works or vice versa. So I pretty much love all his work. And, uh, I usually have it playing in my car. Uh, as an audiobook. And uh, the one that I was recently studying was Law and the Promise. And there is a chapter about mood, how mood actually creates the fortune of the people. Right? What What's a mood? We sometimes say that I'm not in the mood. So if, if some friend ask, uh, comes and asks me to go out, perhaps I would, I would say this, that I, I'm not in the mood. What it means is I'm not in, in that state from where I can experience that particular thing and and have a wonderful experience while having it. I'm not in that particular state right now. And what's a state? A state is a cumulative of all the thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and uh, our desires and everything that happens from a state. So if I'm if I'm not in the right state, I won't be able to experience the uh, the desired experience that I want to have. My desire could be in another state. And oftentimes we think of a state instead of, of uh, being in that state now. We look for the evidences, right? Uh, we, we trust our senses too much, so we look for evidences outside and we trust the evidences that we find outside. Um, instead, if we close our eyes and access our imagination, and like, which is like an endless, endless ocean in which our uh, ship is sailing and uh, wherever we drop the anchor is the state that we would experience and at one at a given point we could be ex- we could be experiencing uh, multiple states like i am a loving father and i'm a i'm a loving uh, employee at the same time i could be working and uh, playing with my kid and uh, experiencing both and enjoying both of them nothing comes from outside this these states so sometimes it happens so that people struggle uh trying to find the right state and that's that that's the struggle that people experience uh Moving from state A to state B, and B is where my desire lies. And if I take too much action without actually entering the state, I would be facing a friction because I would be having beliefs and ideas coming from that particular state where it does not exist right now and that I want to experience it still. And when I enter that state, I would have experienced it. And then it has to be in the flesh. And any mood, a mood, a mood is a state of being, a state of mind. And if you enter, if you choose, a, if you have a desire, and if you enter the mood in which it is, it really exists, if you become that, if you experience that in the now, what would your life be different? How would your life be different? What would what would be different about uh, going to the restaurant, let's say, if you have a desire? If any desire, and if you become that, where you, ex- where you are experiencing that, if you go out with a friend, how would that person look at you differently? You enter that mood 
from which that experience exists. And then you become that. And when you become that, you experience that in your reality. When it becomes like a garment, when it becomes, uh, when you wear a garment, it, uh, you, you still feel it. And after a while, you forget that you're wearing that garment. It's the same way we, we wear a state and uh, we forget that we are wearing a state. And uh, it becomes our default dwelling place from where we think, from where we have those emotions, from where we have those feelings. Like you are love, you're complete in love in yourself. But you can have an expression of love with another person. So you, you enter that state, you fall into that state in which from where you can experience that love. Because you're already love, you cannot uh, look for love. You enter that state of experience, the state of being in the now. And things conspire, things happen, which will be the bridge of incidents that will take you there. All along you could notice and realize that you're the one who's playing all the parts here because it's all happening in your awareness. And you have opened your eyes to this and you can open your eyes to whatever you want to experience or see or feel. So enter that mood, capture that mood, live in that mood. And that mood, that, that state will give you all that you desire because it ha- it's happening in that state of being. We are not this body. This body does not have a soul. It's the other way around. You have this body, but you are the awareness who has this body to experience things. And that, but there is no separation. It exists all simultaneously within itself. So there is no separation. And when we fully realize that, we wouldn't feel like having things. We would want experiences. And when we have when we realize that we are creating, manifesting these experiences into our life, we'll reach a point that we would create only things great and better for ourselves and others. And we realize the total oneness and we'd see that in everyone, everyone, and we'll bring everyone up with us. Like the stage itself, there are so many amazing shares here tonight. Thank you, Dwight. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you, Benny. Powerful share. We're coming back to Tanaya. Tanaya, I know one of your favorite books is The Law of Assumption. I mean, The uh, Law of Awareness. Awareness. The Power of Awareness. Talk to us about it. Yes. Um, I think it was the first uh, novel book that I read. It's, um, it takes you to the through the basics of his teachings. Um, like, you know, um, that's the law of assumption and everyone is you pushed out and living in the end and that, you know, whatever you're aware of being, of whatever you're conscious of being, um, is what dictates your reality. That your I amness is what dictates your reality. What you're declaring yourself to be in the moment is what is, um, defining who you are and who others are with respect to you. Um, so that book is a great read if somebody wants to go through the main tenets of Neville's teachings. Um, and the other book that I really love and recommend uh, people to start with if they are, you know, just starting out with conscious manifesting and they want to change their lives is The Law and the Promise that Bennett just mentioned. 
because it has a ton of success stories. In fact, that book is just filled with success stories and testimonials that Neville received from people who um, applied the law after listening to him. And uh, the stories in that book will blow your mind. They cover all all topics from money to relationship to health. Um, and uh, it's a great way to just, um, you know, build confidence in the fact that this works because the way that each of these individuals receive their manifest manifesting is just is just fascinating because they couldn't have devised it if even if they tried you know um as they say god works in mysterious ways you you don't know how it's going to come to pass and if you try if you want to dictate the middle if you want to dictate the bridge of events well you can do that too um but really why why even want to you know why even put that much effort when there is a better way of doing it but all you have to do is just live in the end of um you know already having received your uh desire and that's what you that's what each of these stories in this book talks about and um honestly speaking i don't really have a neville neville favorite book or like a favorite lecture um because i love all of the stuff that he talks about from every book and every lecture that I've read, I have had amazing epiphanies and I've realized something amazing and I've applied it to my life and I've, I've seen results. Uh, so they all cover different aspects of his teaching. Everything put together is just like a complete picture. Um, so, uh, but, but if I had to recommend somebody, uh, I, I would, I would recommend they start with the law and the promise and, um, the power of awareness for sure um if 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 you know, you know success stories and testimonials are your jam then the law and the promise is a great book to start with um but again as neville said and it says in the bible too be doers of the word not hearers only right so it's important to read it's important to um consume this information understand it as much as possible but without the application part uh it's pretty much useless right uh, I mean, um, you have to you have to pick up the the pair of scissors to be able to cut something, right? The scissors are not just going to go and cut the paper themselves. So you're you're going to have to pick that pair of scissors up and cut the paper. So you're the operant power. In a similar fashion, your imagination is a tool to get what you want. It's always working. That's that's the thing, right? It's always working, and it's just that. We, because we don't know that we're the operant power, um, we see mixed results. But when we realize that, oh, I am the one that's operating this, that it's a tool that works because of me, and that I have the power to direct in which direction to take this, um, that's when you remembered who you are. And that's when you can start using your imagination correctly and creatively in order to create the things that you want because you're manifesting all the time 24 7 your life your whole life is a manifestation this amazing world is your own manifestation it's just that you're not aware of it but through these teachings and through what neville's trying to say um, he's just trying to make people more aware of the fact that hey look you're doing it all <laughs> um and when you realize that uh, and you you know, you, that's when you take charge of your life. That's when you realize, oh, if, if it if it is my imagination that's creating everything, and if I am in control, because I can imagine what I want to imagine, 
why not, you know, make a more productive use of this amazing tool that I have? Um, and that's what Neville's trying to do is throughout his books and lectures, gives you a million different tools and techniques, um, to manifest your desires, shares a million different stories from both his own life and other people's lives. Um, but at the end, the core of it all, the core of his teachings is to, to help you realize who you are and to remind you of your greatness. Because, um, I, I guess you just realize that the best way to make somebody know who they are is to make them apply this thing. When they apply it and they see results and they see how grand and amazing uh, life can be, um, that things can just come to you in the most bizarre manner, um, that is when people start to realize who they are. So it's the experience that brings forth that understanding, that realization. And that is what Neville was trying to do. You know, he's trying to give all these techniques and these success stories for people to actually go and pick it up and apply it and then see for themselves who they are. Because I can I can tell you that you're great and you're amazing and you have all these different powers, but until you experience it yourself, it's really point, pointless, right? I, I can't eat for you. I can't drink for you. And you know, I can I can eat a very uh some a very delicious dish and tell you how it tastes like, but you're not gonna feel the thrill of tasting that dish unless you've tasted it yourself, right? So you need to do it first person. You need to do it and experience it for yourself to really understand how this works. Um, and that's what Neville was trying to do through all his books and lectures. Um, and so the power of awareness is a great place to start if you want to understand his base, the basics. So what he's talking about, and if you're into success stories, um, I'd recommend The Law and the Promise. And all of his other stuff is amazing anyway, but these would be my two picks. Thank you, Dwight. Thank you, Tanaya. We're coming back to Coach Jerry. Lay something heavy on us, whatever's on your heart. <laughs> Lay something heavy. All right. Um, well, since we were talking about our favorite book, uh, hands down, my, my favorite is The Power of Awareness. Um, I, all of them are great books. Feeling the Secret is also a good book. Uh, I know that uh, Jaron mentioned that one earlier in the call. But the power of, of the power of awareness for me is is the one that really nailed it for me because um, it, it it's partially to do with the level of repetition that occurred in the book, but it, it's also the practicality of it. But um, more or less, it's, it's it's really where he really talks about the um, the uh, about revision in the in the book. He calls it renunciation. Which is essentially, it's the ability of using your consciousness to, to reimagine, to re, to revision what has already come to pass. And, um, in, in, in that, um, in that book, he talks about, he, he says this one poem that's just really powerful, at least it is to me. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Where'd it go? 376. Yeah, so in, in this, um, book, he reads this, he, he has this one poem that I, I just really think nails how to truly apply this in your life and, 
and really think about re reimagining what's happening to you. Um, it might seem like something's not working out in your favor, but I, I say, and any 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 coach who's who's worked their snuff will say, think again, look again, just just see it again. So the poem goes like this. Behold this vine. I found it a wild tree whose wanton strength had swollen into irregular twigs. But I pruned the plant and it grew temperate in its vain expense of useless leaves and knotted as you see into these clean full clusters to repay the hand that wisely wounded it. This vine, it's your imagination. And however old you are, that's how long your imagination has been growing wild. It's been doing it automatically, whether you know it or not. Now, you listening to our voice right now, speaking to you, we're here reminding you that though your imagination has run wild and it puts you into these states of doubt and worry and fear and all this stuff, does not mean that you can't stop it right now and prune that vine. To really go to the root cause of what's causing that vine to go crazy. And prune it, taking away the weeds, taking away the vines that do not serve you and allowing the vine to grow in in something that's going to produce amazing flowers, amazing fruit. Your 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 beliefs, your thoughts, the show up in the world, the way people show up in the world is all rooted in you. It's all rooted in your awareness. Your awareness is consciousness. Your imagination is consciousness. God keyed low is the human imagination keyed high. And if you would only operate it this very moment, whoever is listening right now, you're hearing my voice. You're, 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 you're looking at and seeing whatever it is that you see. You're tasting whatever you taste. But whatever you are experiencing right now in the physical world is only a receipt of something that was already planted before. And at this now moment, you can plant a new seed and choose ye this day. It's, it's you know, we, we can get all theory, into theory and all this stuff, but Neville really just lays it all out in his book and in his lectures. One of my favorite lectures actually is, uh, called, uh, True Freedom. And, um, he opened it, 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 I believe it was in 1968 that he was giving this lecture. So there was a lot going on in the United States at the time. And he was living in San Francisco. So he was like in the heart of like the hippie movement. There's all this turmoil going on with Vietnam and civil rights uh, movement is happening at the time. And he opens up the lecture and he says, since February of 1968, he opens up the lecture. He says, today we are celebrating the birth of a man who freed the slaves. 
next week we will be celebrating the man who uh, apparently saved us from the the British crown. And today, years later, we still have people in the streets demanding freedom. Freedom now. Freedom now. But if they would only realize that the true freedom that they are seeking is within themselves, then they will be truly free. You can clamor and you can push and you can point your finger and you can protest and you can go and cause wars and battles and vote for this person, vote for that person. But at the end of the day, it's all rooted in you. And if you want to see the world change and if you want to see a shift in your relationships with money or your spouse or your or your business relationships or your, your health or your society, starts with self. Who do you say that you are? And if you would change that, everything changes. And then, of course, now, of course, this is when Michael Jackson starts to come into my mind and say, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. And it sounds like a bumper sticker, but it's true, though. You right now have the ability of doing this. One of the examples that I give is... um I just have people think about, and I, yes, I'm a, I'm a mindfulness coach, I'm a transformation coach, but I always bring up this very um, incident that many people have gone through, which is, think of the last time you were in an argument with somebody or a fight. And just think of those moments when you're just thinking the worst about them. And of course, right as you're having that fight with them, they're playing that role out. But as soon as you pause, and recollect yourself and center yourself and ground yourself and really see them for the truth of who they are, all of a sudden the fight stops right in front of your eyes. That's how quick your imagination is. And that's how quick it is. The only reason why these quote-unquote big things in our life seem to take a long time to manifest is is our inability of letting go Letting go of the want. Letting go of the limiting beliefs. Our task is to experience the desire and then assume that it's already ours. And if it's already yours, you're not wanting it anymore. It's only a matter of time before it shows up. So if you can recognize that within yourself, you nailed it. And if not, just keep practicing. Keep Keep imagining. Keep praying. Pray ceaselessly. So yeah, that's that's what I gotta say. I I hope that uh, landed on on somebody's ear. Thank you so much. Uh, that was very powerful. I had gotten knocked off, but uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna stop with Jaron. I think he's got too much going on with the audio video, and there's been problems all day. Um, is Jay Banks still on? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, yeah, you can, uh, you have the last share and we'll just wrap it up. Give us something powerful. Um, I missed most of that, but I know Coach Jerry was going in. Yeah, I'll just say, um, yeah, you know, we, Coach Jerry probably, probably bought, probably brought the, uh, the energy and the power so high, you know, the, the lines are not ready for that new age. <laughs> I, that level I, of, sometimes I'm too much, y'all. Sometimes I'm too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, I really, I, first thing I want to say is I just very appreciative to be here tonight. Uh, I think 
just amazing to be able to share with with uh, yourself, Dwight, Coach Jerry, Tanaya, and Bennett, and just to be able to talk with people. You know, actually, when I was listening earlier, I realized I'm like, man, this is actually a a vision that I had in the past too, where it's just like you just get together with people and you feel like they're family within a minute. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's something that all of us throughout the world really are desiring to experience. And sometimes we are thinking it's going to happen through all these external things. And I know Dwight, you said something about it on a, a recent, uh, a call or I think we were on clubhouse and you talked about relationships. And I remember a friend of mine in the past says, life really is just communication and relationships. And so I'd like to bring up, you know, I think really what we talked about tonight and highlighting on Neville Goddard, I think the core thing that he's teaching over and over again is about our relationship with ourselves, like understanding who we are, understanding that we're creating our reality, understanding that we're doing that all the time, whether we're conscious or unconscious. So it's, you know, it's like being in a car that's moving anyway. So it's like, hey, do you, are you going to choose to put your hands on the steering wheel and steer it? Because if it wrecks, you know, if that car wrecks and your hands are not on the steering wheel and you see this all the time, and I used to do this, right? And then you start trying to find somebody else to blame. But it's like, hey, you could have put your hands on the steering wheel and took control and, and drove that car in the direction that you chose. And, um, I think many people will start to read some of these books, hear some of the things that we've shared. Uh, some of these things can happen in a twinkling of an eye. It can happen overnight. I don't want to take that out because I know sometimes you talk to some people and they say, oh, you got to go through and practice and, Yes, it's important for it's important for repetition. It's important to read these things over and over again. It's important to start to train yourself to think a certain way and uh, put the guard at the gate, you know, with the conscious mind and choose to let in the thoughts that you want to let in. Um, but these things can happen, like in a blink. Meaning, some people will hear this tonight and they'll get it, and, some, and tomorrow it'll be something new immediately. So. Uh, that's the, that's the beauty of life. It's happened to me. And there's also things I know I shared with Dwight on another call just the other day. I had a pretty bad injury about two and a half years ago. I had a vision of myself running on the track, doing a full sprint for the full 400 meters. I just did that two days ago. That was two and a half years. So I'm bringing in a couple of aspects here. Patience is not about waiting on something or uh being a certain way patience is a is a state of mind where and what i like to say is is patience is when you say i'm going to accomplish this thing time doesn't matter right you just you, you don't even think about the time you're like oh i'm going to accomplish this it's going to happen see that to me that's the level of patience remember it's not about remembering something outside of yourself. That's what Neville's saying. It's about putting yourself back together. It's about connecting back to your own power. And he talks a lot about the Bible. He he goes through a lot of examples of Christ and the different stories in the Bible. And I love, you know, the scripture in Matthew that basically that uh, Jesus Christ is speaking. And he says, um, you know, ye 
I like to break the words down. Ye are my brothers. Right? That means, and brothers, that's men and women. That means we're standing shoulder to shoulder. So when you're a brother with someone, they don't stand over you. You don't bow down to them. You don't worship them. You stand shoulder to shoulder. That's what, that's what he said. Ye are my brothers. The things that I have done, you will do and more. And that's what Neville is teaching all throughout these stories. He's, he's awakening us back to ourselves. And if you read the scriptures and if you read the different books, you can go to the Bhagavad Gita, you can go to the Quran. The same message keeps showing up. It's within. You'll see God is within. The universe is within. The creator is within. So that's really what I want, would like to finish off with because I believe once you really start to read these books, and there's a lot of other great works out here that are saying the same thing, but I believe we all... I do love all of all of the books that Neville Gardet has. They've all I've had benefit from all of them, and I still read them now. So um, I think the important piece is to remember, especially during these times. Many people look at these uh, events in the world, and they can get caught up on what's being said to them all the time in the external. But if all that's going on, this is just the law of nature, right? If you go out in nature, it's known. If there's a poisonous plant. Five feet away, there's a plant that can heal you from that poison. So if there's all this negative stuff going on in the world, that means there's that much opportunity and positive things going on right here in the same space. You just have to turn your attention to that. And that's exactly what Goddard talks about in his books. Turn your attention away from the thing that you don't want into the thing that you choose. So that's what I would leave leave this call with. I'm very appreciative of all the other speakers that were here. Uh, I'd like to say wholeness and blessings to everyone that listened. So let's go out and love our lives, live our dreams, and uh, experience ourselves through each other. So thank you. Powerful. We're going to end the show, and I'm aiming uh, right away because there's so much power coming through. We had all these contention and discrepancies and stuff. We're going to come back with two more volumes at least because we'll end on my basketball number. This is volume 13 of uh sophomore project. So I'm going to commit to in 12 to 14 days, we need to do volume three. And then two weeks from that, we need to do volume four. This was very powerful. I'm very humbled. Thank you, Bennett. Thank you, Tanaya. Thank you, Coach Jerry. Thank you, Coach John. This is like incredible. And we're getting this resistance because they don't want this out there, but it needs to come out there because there's a lot of hurting people and we need to get this message out to them. So with no further ado, we have been live on the Sophomore Project Experience, Volume 13, The Law and the Promise Part 2. I guarantee you guys, I commit to it for my audience. We will do a Volume 3 and we will do a Volume 4. Thank y'all for everything. Everybody, let's have a blessed night. Thank you. Great blessings. Peace and hair grease. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. Tanaya, Bennett, Coach Jerry, thank you. Discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life and most importantly in business.
on Sudden Eye Impact with your host, with your host, Lee, your host, Lee, your host, Lee. Lee.